if everything's working correctly, things a bit for it to do what it's supposed to do. everybody welcome to the office alley i am your host mr frederick Beatty, and i want to welcome you guys to the to another to another broadcast first of all thank you guys for tuning in to us and watching us you guys could have been anywhere else but you guys are right here rocking out with us and i most definitely appreciate that most definitely want you guys to continue to follow us on all our social media platforms facebook instagram uh, linkedin uh, like and subscribe to our youtube channel follow us on our website uh, www.trailblazersradio.net and make sure you make sure you follow make sure you're tapped into us and make sure you're following all the all of our hosts um myself quentin myself quentin jones coco fenton um latanya harris good make sure you make sure you tap it in with us us as well because we got some great content coming for you guys down the pike man and 2023 is going to be a great year for us so make sure you make sure you keep make sure you stay tapped into us with that but and also the song you just heard that that song that is a, that is our theme that is our theme music that is our that's our intro that is everything that's that was produced that was produced by my cousin Nubia uh, who is a one who's a great producer a great um, track maker so um, make sure you guys check her out on, on, on her social media on, on Instagram at Nubia at Nubia Niles man she's got some great music guys now now that all that's out of the way. What I want to introduce you to the to the person that I had, the person of the hour that I have tonight. Um, this young lady right here is a this young lady right here needs no introduction, but I'm going to give her the best one that I know that I can. Um, I met this young I met this I met this lady this young lady um, in a clubhouse room with Miss with with Miss Annette Williams. Um, she we had we had a nice we had a nice discussion about you know her book and we we talked we talked a little bit about. Um, her writing journey a little bit, and we're going to talk about that tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want you—I want to welcome Miss Sharon Rand to the Arthur's Alley. Hello, Miss Rand. How are you? 
I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Mr. Bailey? Doing, doing well. Thank you. Doing well. Thank you. Glad I'm, I'm, I am appreciative that you that you spent that you're taking your time out of a Friday night to be here with us. So I do appreciate that. So thank you so much for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's it's an honor. Oh well, thank well, thank you. Well, thank you about thank you by honoring by honoring us by by being here. So I appreciate that. So I want to just want to go ahead and jump into this right away, just to kind of just you know, number one, be respectful of your time and things of that nature. So, for you, when did when did the love of writing begin for you? Was it during your younger years or teenage years, or what? Or did it develop as or did it develop develop as an adult? It developed as an adult. I remember writing little poems and things for school, but the writing developed as an adult. I started journaling and just writing down my experiences of what my book talks about. And that's how I became, this is my first book, self-published, and it all started like 20 years ago, about 20 years ago. Wow, 20, 20, 20 year, 20 year journey that culminated into this. Yes. Now, well, now you're now you're love now you're writing it. Was it now was you inspired by any by any particular author, or was it just something that you were that you really want to do? It was by life experiences. Um, I would get upset about things, or get distraught, or excited or different um, things would happen in my life. And I would just write it down in journals. And um, someone, Dr. Annette West, who how we got introduced, said, put all that in a book, put it in a book. So I gathered all my journals together and worked with her. And we came up with God Whispers to the Preacher's Wife. Mm. And then you also said you're self-published. So, and this is this is your first book as a self-published author. How did um, how does it feel? How does it feel to have? Some, it's uh, exciting. It's yes. exciting. It's yeah. really exciting because this is not something that I planned or I dreamed of six months ago. This happened all in six months. A twenty-year come notes and journaling all came to fruition in six months. I was um, led by Dr. West and she taught me how to get everything together, where to put it, make sure I had all my numbers together. And it just became so exciting because I saw the finish line. Finally, I'll, I'll accomplish something. And I'm the second author in my family, but it's my first. So I'm excited about that. Wow! So, so I could, I could, I could tell, I could tell the excitement in your voice would, yeah. you know, and I'm pretty sure the excitement even got a, got a, you were even more excited when you finally saw when you finally saw the completed product in your hand. Yes, yes. Let me let me just grab it right quick. <laughs> Man, it feels Man. good to have the completed product in it your hand. Does. Isn't it? it does. I felt excited when I got the box of books. You know, you order the ones to sell. And I didn't open it for about three days. <laughs> I was I was so excited that I was just I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And so I finally opened it. I had a, a book signing. I had a book launch. All of this in six months. Wow! You had your first book signing. How was that experience for you? Um, it was great. I felt like I was on the red carpet. I felt special. 
and my family joined in. And um, I think the most exciting part of that day is my husband came in and said, so what are you going to wear? I said, I don't know. And here he comes with his brand new dress. <laughs> so I felt like I was on the red carpet that I had um, an accomplishment. My sisters did all the, the decorations and put up my posters and laid everything out. And I just had to walk in and sit down. That's it. And sign the books. Mm -hmm. That's it. Have a have a small conversation with everybody that comes that comes yes. come to the table. That was it. Wow. So your so your first book signing was a success. Now yes. you now, now you have now you have now you have the published book in your hand, mm -hmm. things of that nature. And now that you now that you have you have the product in your hand. Yes. You know. Mm -hmm. What what does it now? Does that motivate you to kind of to write to write something else, or do or you just kind of you just kind of you're gonna ride this wave out for a bit. <laughs> Right. I'm a I'm a ride this for a little while because um, I have more journals that I can pull together and make a series out of God whispers because he whispers forgiveness. He whispers um, different things. And so I might do that. And I, I made some pro I have cups and journals and um, some other swag to go with my book. So. Oh, she were yes. you ready? <laughs> I I copied off somebody else's paper. <laughs> so hey. they were doing, and I said, I can do that. I can do that. So you just have to ask for help or do you gotta do your homework. You gotta do some research. Hey, I mean, you gotta you, do some research. It doesn't but hey, you get to copy somebody's blueprint and make it your own. Yes. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that no. at all. Mm -mm. So, you know, now we, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, your writing journey, you know, now that your book is out and things of that nature and how proud, how excited and proud you are to be an oddly to have things out, have things out, have your, have your book out and have people just respond to it. And actually, how, how has the response been? The response has been good. I have a, a website um, that someone helped me create. Well, I started it and then I got a professional to help me. And so the book is on my website. It's um, www.pulpitwife.com. And you can order the books on my website. You can order it on Amazon. And it's also an ebook. So I've oh, been wow. moving. I've been pressing. When somebody mentions something about the book or you could do this or you could do that, I, I go for it. I make um, financial decisions that can help me, you know, market it. But um, yes, I'm, I'm going to ride this one out and put together my my website. And you could also buy it straight from me. So it's been good. I ordered um, a certain amount of books that they say that an author's first book will only sell maybe 250 copies. And that's um, with a publisher, not just right. a publisher. So right. I said, well, if I order half of that amount, I'll be at half as successful. So there you go. <laughs> I there ordered you go. that amount and I've already sold half of them. See. And and it, it, I dropped the book, let me see, no December first. First of December. My books. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 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 somebody might have sold so a couple of people may have ordered it for a Christmas present then. Yes. And yeah, and people are asking about it now because they want to give it to their first ladies, their 
um, members in their church, women who want to be preachers' wives. And so, and, and some people just want it because the story is being told and no one else is telling the story. They talk about the negative side of being, you know, involved in the yes. church or that, but my book is not about the negative side. It was about, it's about my conversations with God and him talking to me the way I talk, nothing special, no eloquent words is that I was concerned about being a preacher's wife. I didn't want to be in the beginning, right? but I had to walk it out. So my book talks about my journey through that. And wow. I've been married 31 years and my husband's been a preacher for 23 years, I think. 23. 23 of those 31, huh? Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> we just made 31 last, a month ago. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. So I got a lot going on. <laughs> I, I see. I see. <laughs> I see. So now, you know, now the one now I have interviewed, you know, Christian authors here on here on this platform. And there's a there's a particular knock that that I that I know that I normally hear, mm -hmm. not from them, but from other people, from people who who are interested in wanting to read what they have. And mm -hmm. there's all this, the knock that I always hear that, well, it may not be interesting or it may not be compelling enough. And, I'm, and, and in my experience, especially for the, the one, the authors that I've, that I've, in, that I've interviewed and the, the material that I read from them, it's always been very interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, the one question that I want to ask you now, you said your book was nothing, nothing negative no. at all. No, no negativity. I didn't bash the church. I didn't bash my husband as a preacher. And the only questions I had were between me and God. Why God? When God? How God? And how he responded to me, I put it in writing. And I would talk to him like I'm, I'm talking to you. And it was um, every day, every weekend, every Sunday experiences that I've, I've had. And so the exciting, I think there's some you might get a couple of tears. You might get some um, excitement. You're going to get some laughter because um, God has a sense of humor, especially of if he chose me to be a preacher's wife. It had to be something funny going on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's little short stories. It has scripture and it has reflections and it also has um, parts that you can journal. So if the story I wrote um, made you feel some type of way, you had some um, aha moments, there's a place to write your own story in the book. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So, I know I kind of, well, I do want to circle back to what I said earlier. So, you okay. know, why do you, in, in your experience, not from just being an author, but also being a, a, re, a reader as well, mm -hmm. why do you think a lot of, why do you think a lot of Christian authors catch a lot of flack? I guess because there could be too churchy in in the book. You might um, people might feel condemned because they don't have your views, uh. and then you might be a writer that's not living what you wrote, and you know, or the book will flip flop, or say, okay, if I were you, I'd do this, but God said do that, right? <laughs> Flopping. And you have to have to look at 
the the person and the books that they wrote before they did the book or after uh, they call them self-help books some self-help books make you feel bad because um this not helping me by telling me how bad i am right I need to know how can i do better you don't have to keep reminding me of hell all the time exactly you know, let me know the other side so i think a lot of um those self-help and then this um what's the word common knowledge a lot of them you write things that people already know like right. i want to write about prayer you can say i know everything there is to know about prayer right yeah and so that that is to you have to write something that's not evergreen um something that will intrigue them but not too too doom and gloom and Please, I, I didn't buy this book to go to hell. <laughs> I bought it so I can reach another level and enjoy life on earth. Right. Man. Yeah. Some of those books I read have, do have that damnation hellfire brims all like, oh, wait a minute. I thought this was gonna tell me how to reach higher heights or something. What's yes. up with that? Yeah. And people stop reading in the middle of the book, or they'll go straight to the back of the book. And say, let's see what the conclusion is. <laughs> but I'll read the introduction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's crazy. That's real crazy. And that you that we do that we do share a common a common person, a common a person in common with we'll share commonality. And that's missing that West. Um mm -hmm. so how does how does she help how does she help you as far as getting things in order and, and wow. helping you develop this story? Wow. I mean, I came in, she had a course called Jumpstart Your Writing. And that right there would let you know if you want to write, do you think um, you should be writing? A lot of us don't think that our story is worthy of reading, but she takes you through this um, course. It's four hours. It's two hours, two Saturdays in a row. And she gives you a little um, test run of what you write and give you the basics. It's just like in school when they tell you to write an essay. So we write a short essay. She asks questions. And after that, she offers her program to walk you through your book and become a self-publisher. And she gives you a blueprint and you follow it step by step and you meet with her. Um, I think we met twice a month and you have an assignment, you need to do this, do this, but you have to want it. You have to stay on it because she give you um, a timeline to work backwards. So I wanted my book to be published November 1st. And I started with her in April. So we worked backwards and she wow. told me how to do my cover table of contents and all the basics, the outside of the book first, because I've already written the content. And then you go to the editor and then, you know, a couple of rounds with the editor and then you send it to the publishing place that you want, like uh, KDP on Amazon, or you could send to DiggyPod, whoever you wanted to. Right. And um, she lets you know the cost of each step as you go, getting your Library of Congress number, your copyright information, all that. She walks you step by step. All the way through. Wow! And if you if you pay attention, you you keep your deadlines, you'll make it. And she's right there for you. She didn't hesitate to answer any questions I had, or if I say something, I told her I I submitted the book. She said, "No, no, no, it's not ready. It's not ready." But I used the wrong word. She thought I had clicked the button. 
before she got a chance to review it. So she was very helpful. And I mean, wow, she's introduced me to two other authors. So I'm also a co-author in an anthology called uh, The 30 Daughters Devotional. And I'm oh, also wow. a co-author in a book that's going to Ghana. Um, it's a testimonial of trials and tribulations that we have gone through to let those women know that in America, we go through similar situations. And right. so it's, it's, it's similar, but so different across the world. So I'm actually, I was a, a co-author before I came an author working with Dr. Annette West. She introduced me to people like she introduced me to you. Right. right. <laughs> That's And yeah, I, I, I could tell, I could tell by the, you know, the way, the, the way that you, that, that you speak of her with such reverence that she was very, not, not only instrumental in helping you get, get you started, get your book out, out there, but also being that person that was instrumental with, for you on every step of the way, you know, I think it's important yes. as a self-published author that you have those people around mm -hmm. you to be able to help you on to help you on that journey because this, being a self-published author because I'm one myself is mm -hmm. you know it was not easy nope it's not it ain't for the, it's not for the faint of heart nope it's not because you want to throw in the towel you want to give up but if you have that person pushing you and and once you learn how to do it you can teach someone else to do it that's the the good part about it you oh, can yeah. tell them no don't do that nope I think you need to do this and if they stick with you and, and Dr. Nett is is also a pastor as well. And so if if most of the time God was in every conversation. Exactly. And she, but she didn't push me. She didn't pride me. She didn't force me to do anything. I would call her. She said, you've done that already. I was excited that I had somebody that was walking this with me because oh, I don't think I would have gotten this far if I didn't meet her. Right. I mean, like it was all be, perfect timing. Yeah, mm -hmm. probably still be the inception stage. Like, yeah, yeah I don't know if yeah. I want to do this or not. Uh, what I'm going to do with these journals, just have a campfire or something. I don't know. She <laughs> said, <laughs> have a campfire. Yeah. But I'm, was, I'm excited. I, know, I, mean, I can is, tell. I can tell you know, it's, it's not perfect, but it's great. <laughs> it's it, great. Does, it, does, it doesn't have to be perfect for it to be great. That's right. Because... That's right. And then, because at the end of the day, the as long as the message reaches someone, reaches someone. Mm -hmm. I did. I got a, a couple of phone calls from out of state of um, women that met my sisters and my stepdad um, to tell me about the book, and they enjoyed it. And I think I had, I have two. Um, what do you call it when they write uh, reviews? Reviews. I have two that I'm going to put in the book when I, you know. Uh, order the next set. There you go. That's what's that 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 one that will most definitely get people to get people to buzzing on it though. Yeah, especially some uh, previous authors. That um, yes, I'm excited still. I know, I know you are. I know you are because I mean, like I said, like we we both confirmed that this yes. self publishing journey is not is not for the faint of heart. No, no, no. It's like. You know, you go you go through these ups and these downs and these mm -hmm. ebbs and flows, especially when you're you know you're you're putting you're putting out books and then you're still writing content for other books. For other books, 
Mm-hmm. And then, then you said, then you have you you're doing the marketing on your own, you're doing the promotions mm-hmm. on your own. You're, mm-hmm. you know, basically you're a a one man or one woman show. One woman show. I know, and I've I've tried. I have tried. I haven't tried TikTok, but I try to do reels and Facebook posts and Instagram posts. Yes. And I, I have to remind myself that they might get tired of looking at it, but this is my job right now. I'm going to retire soon. And this is my new job. I'm going to promote my book. Yep. Until. It is very important. I will say this to everybody that's listening or watching. It is very important to engage with people or your potential audience or your book. I know, I know that I have been very much slacking on that and I will admit that. <laughs> But it is important for you to very. It is very important to engage with your audience, with potential people, potential readers on social media, mm-hmm. whether it's TikTok, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram, whether it's uh, Snapchat or wherever mm-hmm. social media you meet them, you use. It's important to engage with those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and my 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 people are preachers wise, and they are real sensitive. And they don't respond out loud well. Now they'll click like and love and show emojis, but right. very rarely will they um, post anything um, that would give someone else an idea of they're for or against something, because they have to maintain that that um, for their husbands. Exactly, exactly. A lot exactly. of husbands probably said, no, don't buy that book because she's probably saying some stuff that you don't need to hear. Or I might encourage one of them to stand up a little bit taller and, and the husband does not want <laughs> want your, the, the woman to just follow him and not anyone else. So I know there's some um, stigmatism with it. But right. even if they buy the ebook and read it privately, that they would get some encouragement or get stimulated to pray more or activate their, their, it's a calling. It's not just, hey, you're going to be a preacher's wife. It don't, no. <laughs> it, it has to be a calling because right. I would have talked myself out of it. No. <laughs> if, you had a, if you had another chance to do so. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, nope, wrong one. Not me. I mean, I mean, and again, and again, I think I think that's 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 a job in and of itself mm-hmm. because of the I would think I would think the enormous amount of responsibilities that go with that. Yes. You know, not only are you, you know, you're the you're the second you're you're probably the second. I won't even say probably you're you're the second point of contact for people. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then some and then sometimes you're you're probably you're something in some cases you're the only point of contact. Mm hmm. For some people, and, yeah, and you have to be that. Uh, you can't be that glass figurine that sits on the shelf that nobody can touch, that nobody can talk to, and and that's I didn't want. I want to be approachable. I want the young people, the older people, all of them to be able to talk to me. And I said, oh, that's the first lady. She don't. She, we can't touch her. She's untouchable. She. We can't talk to her. She's wow. all up there like that. No, ma'am. Wait a minute. There's, there's, people, there's, there's people that still that still act that way. Yes. <laughs> the matching hat, shoes, the bling is like no. I am walking 
in my essence of preacherisms. No. In other words, no touching the people. Wow. So basically, you just you're just there for show, but you but you don't want to make yourself accessible to people. No, and I that's not what I wanted. So that's what I wrote about because when those things would happen to me, I said, Lord, no, uh, uh-uh. uh. How can I help someone if you feel like you can't speak to me because you think I'm all high and mighty or I might know more scripture than you? Uh, I didn't read the Bible from the front to the back. Matter of fact, I wasn't even going to church until I met my husband. So I'm I'm. I'm just like you. I'm learning <laughs> every day. I just sit in the front. That's all. <laughs> exactly. I'm just that person that sits in the front. That's it. I'm just that person that's sitting in the front. Yeah. Now and that's my story for yeah. How, how important is it as a first lady to be to be approachable, to be, you know, touchable, to be a point of kind, sometimes the only point of contact for for people. How important is that to for you to be to be for people to be able to reach out and say, "Hey, I can touch her. I can speak to her. Mm-hmm. I can have a conversation with her." To me, that's very important. It's very important because the the pastor, the preacher, cannot get to everyone. And some young women, older women, children, some young men, they don't feel like they can talk to the pastor. They need that next person. So I like to call the first lady, the leading lady, because she has to be able to lead the flock as well. Those stragglers, the ones that feel like they don't have enough courage to go to the front of the church or shake the pastor's hand. I don't want to just be standing there all frigid and they walk by and they're hurting. So it's important that somebody could come up to me and ask a question. Even if it's simple as what time is Sunday school or um, how are you doing today? You know, because there's so many people sitting in the church hurting. They might not be crying because of the spirit hit them. They might be crying for some other reason. And and you have to feel that the spirit has to connect. And so it's important that she's not just a showpiece, that trophy wife. No. Wow. <laughs> That's not it's important that she is able to get down in the trenches, get dirty, uh, sweep and mop, cook a hot dog, whatever it is. (laughs) My nails, they're going to get done, but that doesn't mean I can't work. I can use my hands. I can I can listen. I can sweep. I've done it all. I can work in the the children's church or, or the daycare. It's important because I'm an extension of my husband. There you go. We have to feel it. That's me. That said, you you said you said a lot right there to, you know, to be to be affable, to be approachable, to be touchable, to be, Mm -hmm. you know, someone that's that's a that said that second person that you can talk to just in case, just in case someone is not not really up to or nearly is apprehensive about speaking to the pastor or something like that. That that's important. Yes. You know. Yeah. There's boundaries. I know my boundaries. Right, I right. I need to say, um, I think you need to go talk to the deacon, not me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> boundaries. But there are a lot of young people, young women that need direction. And they look at the pastor's wife as a role model in the community because there's no Michelle Obama walking down our streets. There's no 
um, Condoleezza Rice or um, uh, what's our vice president name? Who? Oh, uh, Kamala Harris. Kamala, Kamari. Kamala Harris. Kamala. <laughs> yep. Oh, forgive me, Jesus. They, they, these women are not walking up and down our streets. So the leaders in the community, the lawyers, the doctors, the preachers, wives, us women like that are who they see. So there's a standard, not perfect. I don't, I mean, I wear tennis shoes just about every day. You see it, my hair is not all prim and prissy all the time. And I want to be common to them right? with boundaries. There's boundaries. There I like that. <laughs> common to people, common, but with boundaries. Yes. I common like that. with boundaries. Mm-hmm. So, let, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, Talk a little bit about you know that your journey as a preacher's wife, and we'll also talk about talk about how this translates to your to your book. You know, I you know I know that you you know that you're as we talked about you we we are everybody knows that you are the wife of a pastor, mm-hmm. and that and we also we talked about a little bit that that in itself carries a lot of weight and a lot of responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, probably a lot more than what we than what we probably what we can discuss tonight. Yeah, <laughs> but. You know, and you said it was something that you really wasn't, you really didn't want to be. No. Initially. No. Um, Why not? Well, me and my husband is like country mouse, city mouse. I was raised in New York and he was raised here in Mississippi. So it had to be (laughs) divine intervention to pull us together. So we know that had to be God right there to pull us together. And my life was, I was a, a New Yorker and I did everything that New York did. I had some issues with uh, addiction and um, I'll say n- not homelessness, but hopelessness. I had some, some things going on in my life. And so that's how I wound up in Mississippi. I had, a, I had a, a, an addiction and I went to uh, rehab when a little while after I got to Mississippi, and that's where I met my husband at a, a party that they were having in the drug rehabilitation for the women and the alumni that had already gone through the program, gotten sober and was living, you know, the best they could. And that's how we met. So I had no idea about preachers, preachers, wives or church or anything. I was a drug addict from New York City who was trying to get her life together and get right. And when I met my husband, he would take me to meetings, real nice, mannerable. Um, he's a nice, he's not a country man, but he's, he's the, uh, yeah, he's a country man. I'll just put it like that. <laughs> and it was like two, the opposites, two opposites. And, and they, we came together and he, um, Help me stay sober long enough to accept Jesus Christ in my life. He wasn't a preacher when I met him. He was not. And we would go to church, go to church. And he said, you know what? We need to get married. Why? He said, because the preacher always talking about we shacking. I said, okay, sure. I'm crazy. Why you want to marry me? He said, <laughs> so we got married and um, started going to church. And I think we were married about four years and we, we had children. And then one day I was the secretary in the church 
And he came up to the front. You know how you come up to the front to, for prayer or to be baptized? He came up there. And I'm asking, um, so you come for prayer? He said, no, I'm come for my calling. Jesus called me into the ministry. That just blew my mind. Bomb drop. <laughs> Bomb drop. First of all, my my vocabulary is not that good. <laughs> I used I, I use smaller words instead of big words. My vocabulary, my attitude, everything about what a preacher wife is not, that's what I was. And I'm like, why, Lord? And that's when I start writing. Why did you, why? What are you doing? I rebelled for a whole year. I would do anything and everything to change his mind. Nope. You want, you want to get up out of that for real? You want to get up out of that for real? Because <laughs> I wasn't ready to be what I saw. My stepmother and other women, I didn't want to be that with the, the, the outfits and the sitting there all pressed together like they were scared to breathe and they didn't say anything. They didn't teach any classes. They didn't do anything. They just sat there. And I didn't want to be that. Wow. I didn't want to change my friends. I didn't want to be looked at as trying to be perfect. I want to just be raggedy me. That's what I wanted. But that's not what God wanted. Nope. And that's when I started writing, because every day I would ask God, why did you do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> just flat out ask why. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, I, you know, I ain't too wrapped tight, guy. You know, you really, mm -hmm. you really want me to do this right now. You really yeah. want me to be here right now. And I think I got a chapter in here that says, "Who signed me up for this?" <laughs> she said, "Who signed me up for?" This? I think it's it's something like that. Let me see. I think it is. Yeah, chapter three. Who signed me up for this? <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote about that. I'm like, and then, I, you know, the stories in the Bible that relate to my situation, like, like Joseph, his brothers didn't like him, threw him in the, in the well, then sold him. And then he became all that. And they had to go back and ask him. And that's how I felt like, come on now. I didn't ask for this job. Who signed me? Yeah. You, you read the job description and you look at it, you like, this don't match. <laughs> and, and that's, that's how it started. But it, it, I get God's plan, his purpose, his divine intervention. That's his business. And I just stay out of his business. Exactly. Exactly. I could have been they went out the way. I could have been a drug addict still in New York, maybe deceased, maybe not, but hopeless and helpless, homeless. I could have been all that, but right. it was something else he had. So once I realized that this is what he wants for me, I embraced it. I embraced it. After rebelling for, for a whole yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was jacked up. Like, I dude, tried. But my husband didn't give up on me. He didn't give up on me. He didn't give up on me. And so now I'm I'm with him. I support him. I went back to school. I got two degrees, working on a third one, working on a PhD, just so I can know when he opens that Bible and talk and somebody asks me about the scripture. Or something that I can relate. I don't want to be like, I don't know where Genesis is. <laughs> Genesis, what? What is that? So I went back to school so I can support him and be there and, you know, 
we we are package deal, but I'm not the the first lady that don't know anything. Right. And I I don't try to be the pastor. I don't try to be the leader. I stay in my lane, but um, I'm going to back them up if they say, well, what scripture is that? And if I know it, I'm going to raise my hand. (laughs) There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then when you said when you said that rebelling for a whole year, I'm like, she did that for a whole year. year. Probably would have lasted a what? He didn't give up on me. I, oh, I was just terrible. Like, God, you really want me to do this? I mean, I'm I'm asking you again because, I mean, I see the job description. And I'm looking at me and <laughs> though they don't match. It don't match. It was a preacher's wife or back to New York drug addict. But um, but this I or that, right? Was this or that. Uh, hey, what, what you was doing before wasn't that great, Sharon. So come on. It, it could have been worse. You know, take a but, chance already. <laughs> yes, I made it out of the Bronx, so leave me alone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anybody that can make it out the BX is 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 a okay in my book. Yes, but I'm glad I I submitted to to God and and submissive to my husband. But he respects the difference, and I respect his leader. I mean, he's he's awesome. He's a provider. And it's better than what I was now. What you were dealing with initially. Yes. Yes. So what 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 lessons or what life lessons does this does this book teach you know, does this book teach or what or what encouragement does it give to to women who are who are aspiring to be there or even or even women who are already that and are wanting to see understand what their purpose is? Okay. This book will inspire them to pray more with power, not just those little bitty prayers. If God puts you in a position that was preordained for you, you're going to have to pray your way through. This book will inspire them to go through some of the things they're going through and come out on top because it could be worse. It will inspire them to respect themselves, respect them, their husbands, respect the church, and also give God honor because you could have been married to somebody who was somebody else. But right. it lets women know that these things are happening to us, around us, but we have to push through and let other women know it's okay. It's okay because we're still human. We're going to cry. We're going to laugh. We're going to be upset. We're not going to like everything that happens to us. So, it inspires preachers' wives and future preachers' wives to walk it out. To walk it out. Put on the run, put on the walking shoes, and let's go. And walk it out. And if it's not for you, God will let you know. You're not supposed to stay in a relationship where you're getting abused, whether you're a preacher wife or not. Right. Or if you are not going to obey to the the level of being. Um, complete as a married couple, don't. If you're still going to go out and do your thing and, and clubbing and that's not what he wants or it's against what the church believes, get out. Don't stay in it and, and play with it. Don't play with it because God ain't playing. Man, man you know he what? Playing. 
I've seen that happen a couple of times. You, mm-hmm. you do that just for just for the prestige or the clout, and then mm-hmm. it, it, it backfires. It backfires. You wind up with zero, and then your name is scandalized because some of these things are workable. You can work through it. Right. You can. And if it's counseling that you need or a, a restart, look, forgiveness, all that, but it can be done. You don't have to sit in it and not share it. So people should, they should share their story with somebody. That's it. I love, I love that. I love that because that's relevant, mm-hmm. especially in the world we live in at this mm-hmm. point, this juncture. Yeah. You know, no, no, need, no. we need more time. We need more of those types of stories, you know, yes. things that can, that I can inspire us or, mm-hmm. or better yet kind of, Call us to uh, to an action, or Betty, or some, something yes. that'll just make us look at ourselves as like, "Hey, yeah, this 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 ain't who you're supposed to be." Yeah. You know, look look in the mirror. Yeah, you gotta make a decision because you can't play both sides because it it'll catch up to you. And yeah. if if you want to be true to yourself, it'll catch up to you. I am a, a Christian life coach, and I love talking to women. I mean, not telling them what to do, not prescribing medication, not telling them to leave their husband. What do you want? What do you want at the end of the day? How do you want to feel? And what are you going to do to get to that point? That that's it. Something something that I, I like. I like how you, I like how you put that. And I like how you said it because to me that that the one one word that comes to mind is accountability. Yes. Mm-hmm. What do you want? Mm-hmm. You know, and and where well, and one thing one thing I'll say to people: okay, if you ain't gonna be accountable on earth, God gonna hold you accountable when you get up there. Yeah, yep. If you're a believer, you okay? Don't play with God because I tried for a whole year, <laughs> got whooped up. <laughs> probably more than whooped up. Probably had more than one or two stern talking to. Oh yes, and that's worse than a mama whooping. I don't care how many switches coming. That that Jesus whooping is is tough because it's it's a mental thing. And well, you look, know I know really you don't want to do this, but I'm gonna throw you in here. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw you off the deep end anyway. Sink or swim. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You gotta be ready. Oh, sure. well, if you ain't ready, you make sure that you are ready. Yes, but you know? I I see the. My good days outweigh my bad days. Indeed, indeed. You know, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I think this is going to be important for a lot of younger ladies, younger women, and also women who are already wives to um, to pastors or um, mm-hmm. or ministers. You know, because mm-hmm. it's kind of if, if I'm thinking about this right, it kind of gives them. It's not necessarily a blueprint, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like that. A gentle guide, so to speak. Yes, and some of their stories might be exactly the same, exactly. But their ending might have been different, or you know, the dates, times, and places, but the same feelings, the same feelings. Everybody wants to to be loved and appreciated, and sometimes, as a pastor's wife, you sharing your husband with. 50, 60, 300, 1,000 other people. You got to stand firm against all those hugs and accolades and gifts. When they look at you like you have to to stand 
yeah. and smile and keep going. You have to to be able to a, hold. Because a lot with that. Yeah, a lot that goes with that. Because you like, you have to that overlook or have overlook stuff. Mm-hmm. And I how can somebody I, just do that and just just sit there and just be like, it's okay. Mm-mm. No, that New York could come out every now and then. <laughs> you're gonna get a side eye. You're gonna get that that side eye. It's saying that okay, make sure God is with you before I get with you. Exactly. Because um, I, I I've learned how to um, voice my concerns in a nice way. Right. That's not appropriate. And and after a while, you'll know, don't test me, don't push me, don't tease me, don't work that side of the sanctuary like that, you know, because I'm okay with pulling you to the side and saying, um, are you okay? <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, in some type of way, and I need to talk about it. That's that, that's that Bronx right there. So that's that Bronx right there. <laughs> I got, but I got, I got to ask you this, you know, from from Miss from 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 Bronx, New York, to Mississippi, to, to Mississippi, how how much of a culture shock was that for you? It was huge. It was huge. In the beginning, I was still numb because when I got off the plane, I probably was like high as a kite when I got off the plane. So by the time I sobered up and realized where I was and that everything turned dark at 10 (laughs) o'clock. Everybody got up at five o'clock. And it was, I I came to my father's house and he was a a pastor of a church. And so he had his wife and three daughters. I didn't fit the mold at all. So it was definitely a culture shock. Getting up, going to church, sometimes four times a week. we always had to go to the beauty shop and be dressed alike. And, and we had the Bible study every day. And then I came here maybe weighing a hundred pounds. I gained 30 pounds in a month because they eat all day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, pies, cakes. What's that? Greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes. Oh yeah. They, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You come down here. Oh, you go. They come. You go eat. You go eat. You go eat down. You go eat coming down here. <laughs> But it was still, the drugs were still here. So I found them after, I think, maybe a couple of months. I found out where they were. So by the time I got over the culture shock of, all right, I'm stuck here. What am I going to do now? I can't get back to New York. I don't have any money. And I'm going to stay here. And I think that didn't last long because I I woke up one day and decided I needed help. And I went to rehab on on my own. Yeah. But yes, it was definitely a culture shock. But that that in that in and of itself is a story is a story to tell as well. Oh yeah, but I'm thinking about writing about that one and calling it um, from dealer to disciple. That's that's um, something that's, I want to talk. Yeah, and that's a good title. Yeah, and that's use, a really really good title. What is that when you use um, a fictitious name? Oh, pet name. Yeah, use somebody else's name. Let the story be about some other guy, but it'll be my story that actually happened to me. But I want to write that it happened to this other guy. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I say, I say, go for that. Go for yep. it. 
I'm, I'm thinking about that because that was 15 years of that. Wow. And so, that, yeah. That's a long time. <laughs> That's a long time. But I always talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I don't smell yes. like smoke. I don't smell like smoke. You have to sit that fight, but you ain't gonna smell like smoke. Walking out of it. That is that is encouraging. That is encouraging right there. Mm-hmm. So that's it. The one thing I do want to ask you, like, so when so what is one thing? So if you were in a crowd, so if you were, I want to say a crowd, if you were in a room full of women who are who are preachers' wives or women who are aspiring to be preachers' wives, what is what are Five things that you would tell them. Okay, five things. Number one, trust God. Number two, respect your husband. Number three, don't lose your identity. Number four, be a wife first. Be a wife. Have a wife life. Be a wife. I like that. Wife life. (laughs) Wife life. Yeah. And number five, if you have children or not, you know, raise your children because he's busy. He's busy. You're going to have to be that 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 woman to raise them children while he's out there going everywhere, everywhere. He's still part of the family. He's still disciplined. He still supports and provides. But you will have more time with them children than he will for a long time. Wow. I like that. Have a wife life. <laughs> have a wife life. You're still going to cook, clean. And, and most preachers' wives have a job now. Yep. They work full time. Yeah. I think, you know, I mean, off the top of my head, I wasn't expecting that question, but I think I'm gonna have to write that down. So if somebody asks me that again, <laughs> oh, yeah, most definitely, most definitely, yes, yes. The one thing that we talked, you mentioned one of the, one of the more important, one of the more important was, um, well, all of all of all five of them were important, mm-hmm. but I think one of the ones that's the most important really is making sure that you still have your identity, yes, don't lose your identity. How difficult is that to lose your identity in all the hoopla of being a being a pastor's wife? You lose your identity when you try to compare yourself to that other pastor's wife. That other pastor's wife, either the one that's doing good or the one that's doing bad. Don't lose your identity. Be your own pastor's wife. You have your own talents, your own skills, your own attitude and 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 all about your own look. Don't try to look like them, be like them. Don't run your household like theirs. Well, this is what I do. No, your house is not run by my house. And I'm not going to have, you know, somebody else telling me how to run my house. Don't lose your identity. You are smart. You are beautiful. You have a lot going for you. Don't let the other women try to teach you how to be like them because there is some clicks. There's some preacher wise clicks and you'll have to fit in them. And if you don't fit in them, you'll be cast aside when they have their little programs, when they have their little gatherings. If you don't act, dress, talk, or, you know, move like they move, you're not in a clique. Don't lose your identity. Be able to stand with the best, the worst, the small churches, the big churches. Don't lose your identity. Be 
still you because when the when the lights go off and it's just you and him, you still have to be you. Exactly. Bad. Yep. So, it's fine. Mm-hmm. so basically just be who you be. Be not who don't you worry be. about all that other stuff. Uh-uh. Nope. I mean, stay beautiful, stay clean, stay whatever it is that he married you for, stay that first. Wife life. Stay that. God gonna fill in the blanks. Yeah. God will fill in the blanks. But those clear that, that clicky stuff though. Okay. Yeah, that's like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that type of stuff is like so mm-hmm. I don't know. I won't say cliche to me, but it's like why though? Yeah. All that clicky, all that clicky stuff. I mean, and if yeah. even if you you not accepted, I mean that I, the way I look at it, if you're not accepting that clear, that doesn't diminish who you are. No, that's why it's good not to lose you. Be able to to be there and still have your identity. You don't have to dress like you don't have to shop where they shop. You don't have to run your house like they do. And they'll put you down if you don't have a if you're not educated or you haven't spoke or you can't sing. Oh, my God. If you can't play the piano or you can't do some churchy stuff. You you're you're not in that clique. You're in the other clique. If you don't speak in tongues or you don't, you know, run or lay out, you're not in that clique. No. No. That's, Create your own clique. You yourself. That's weird. That's weird to me. That's it's so weird to me. It's so real. That's another thing in my book. Be yourself, but not really. That is uh, what chapter is that? I don't know. Be yourself, but not really. That's chapter eight. Wow. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. But don't wear those stockings and those heels are too high or that lipstick is too red. But be yourself. Wow. That's. I find that weird. (laughs) A lot of those things, a lot of that stuff has criteria that wasn't even made, that wasn't even. It's not biblical. It's not. That God would never approve of. No. And don't take one scripture and make it fit that silliness because it's not it's not real. No. Mm-mm. No. Like so so I guess so you gotta play the piano, you gotta lay hands, you gotta speak. I, where in the Bible does all that criteria even I don't know. I don't I, I don't I ain't see it either. You say lay hands in the Bronx, we fighting. See? Yeah, that's what that means. See? <laughs> See, it's not it's, scripture. It's no no basis to it. Different translations. <laughs> and you can't judge me or tell me I'm less um, Christ-like if I don't worship the same way you do. And so that that was different for me too. Oh, but why? But it's funny how you. It's funny how you. You're if, how, if sometimes if you if you operate outside of the box, hmm. yeah, you in that. You know where I was going with that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't have any corners. I'm in a circle. I never fit in the box. I didn't fit in the box when I got here. So I had to create a circle, <laughs> a triangle, the, something. The round, the round peg in the, the round peg in the square hole. Mm-hmm. But I established my um, position among them, and that's it. 
Yeah. And you can you can stand on your own. You can stand on your own too. That's without right. having without having anybody to mm-hmm. give you a yay or nay. Nope. That's it. Mm-hmm. Real important. Real important, guys. Real important. Be able to stand mm-hmm. on this. This not only goes to someone being a, a preacher's wife or anything. This goes to just life in general. Be able to stand yes. on your own too. Yep. Be without be without stand. searching mm-hmm. for approval from people, or better yet, mm-hmm. you know, looking to see if someone's gonna be like gonna mm-hmm. gonna pick gonna pick you on a team because most time you're not gonna most time you're not gonna get picked. No, and and that with the writing also, I hesitated in the beginning, even with Dr. West in the beginning that. Who's going to read it? Who who even cares what the preacher's wife says? You know, so I struggled with that in the beginning with the writing and like, you know, why, why would they want to read it? And until I just heard, who cares? Somebody will read it. Just write it anyway. Exactly. So, some, it. Somebody's going to catch, somebody's going to catch the message somebody. and they're going to run mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. That's it. I mean, why? Mm-hmm. If it's if it's if it's if it's that if it's on your heart like that, man, why not just put it out there? That's right. And get some support, get some help. Yeah. I know I couldn't have done it by myself, so man. get some help, get some support. Even if you're self-published, you can still do it with help. As long as somebody that's helping you don't want to take over, change your voice, um, they want their name up in lights and all that. That's not self-publishing. That's that's stealing. Publishing. Mm-hmm. That's basically just now you're not a now that person's an actual publishing entity. Yeah, and you you owe them some money. Exactly. <laughs> like my son did the cover for me, and um, he charged me thirty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I said after all the pampers I had to put <laughs> put, put you in, brother. You gonna charge me thirty dollars for some artwork for. For some clip art, <laughs> exactly. I mean, Thirty bucks. I mean, yeah. And I'm pretty sure he probably gave some explanation. Well, you know, this is this is graphic it's design. It's yeah. complicated. Yeah. But dude, um, this put, that dude, that's point and click. Stop. But um, I asked him to draw the cover for the book about the drugs. Okay. Because he he can draw. He has a picture of his friend looking in the mirror. His friend is. 17 reflection is an 80 year old man and it Ooh. says you've seen too much and i want him to do that cover for me and wow. um i said how much you charge me he said i forgot what he said and i said 30 percent, and then he said no two percent so i'm gonna keep that i'm gonna screenshot that two percent <laughs> <laughs> so so when he said so what he give you a price that ain't what it is he- Mm-hmm. You said two percent, brother. 2%. Here it is, right here on this phone. Yeah, but that—that's the cover I would use for that. I've been thinking about it, but I just hadn't gathered the information. Got bits and pieces here and there of the story of the addiction. Mm-hmm. I say write it, man. That 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 would be that's going to be a very interesting read. I, but I also but I also believe that this book that you have currently now is mm-hmm. not only going to not only an interesting read, but also a formative one as well. Mm-hmm. I think any any woman any woman that's one that's either that's that's currently a preacher's wife or is aspiring to do that mm-hmm. with the person that they're involved with now, yeah, they could they could take they could take some lessons from that, take yeah. some take some knowledge from that. Yeah, you know, you, you've been in trenches with it. You've been in trenches for a year for years now, mm-hmm. and it's real. It's nothing made up in there. Those were actual conversations 
that I had with God about the, the situation. But I always ended up with the winning side of, there you of go. it. It always, the end of it never was doom and gloom. Like, oh, Lord, I don't want to be no, no. Uh, <laughs> I ended each chapter with on a high note with still questions, you know. Right. I didn't have questions to get to the next level. Right. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, when you probably, you probably actually your question, you do I really have this in me? Yes. God, please. I just learned how to be a mother. Now you want me to be a wife, a, a, a preacher wife? I just Hold learned on. how to get these boys to school at, on time. <laughs> exactly. Hold on. You try to, you over, that's an overload. <laughs> I know I would cry. I would cry. And I sit there, I'd stay up. And then I was like, you know what? I'm I'm tired of fighting this. I'm tired. Just Got, give to, that point. Got to that point, huh? Yep. I'm tired. I don't want to fight. Flag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> white flag. The Bible and the flag on Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I give up. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Let's if we gonna do this, let's do this, okay? <laughs> yes. And just show me the way. Teach me how to do it right. Teach me how to do it with grace. In class. Yes, in class. In honor. Yes. Let me yeah. fealty. And still keep me because they probably say, "What is that?" And did Sister Rand come up here with some dreads? Yes, she, yes, she did. <laughs> that's not that's not preacher's wife material. Why, why are they? Yeah. Well, why, but why? Why are they? It lets younger women come in and let them know it ain't about the hair. Exactly. It about, it's not about that hat. You know, if you want to wear Prada, you could afford it, wear it. But if you start mimicking those other ones and dressing and looking, you will lose yourself. You will have nothing that's yours. Exactly. You're going to lose yourself in the substance of obtaining things and not mm-hmm. and not being not being not the substance of being who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think being who you are has more substance than the, than the things that you acquire. Mm-hmm. It's all decent and in order as long as there I'm you not, go. you know, crazy. Yeah, I, I, crazy I, I, with it. I love those two words, decent mm-hmm. and in order. Yep, it's decent and it's in order. It's not spiked and red coming down the middle of my yeah. head. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So someone got so someone did have a question. Oh, so, someone's someone's okay. What role has extended family played played in your in your life? And do they do have they gotten a shout out in your book? I'm trying to think. Yes, my my stepmother has a, a shout out. My husband has a shout out. Um, a couple of preachers. I, I say the word preacher. I didn't give them um, their name, but right. um, if they read it, they would know with them. Um, let me see. Any my sisters. One of the ladies at church said, I know you wrote about me. I said, no, I didn't. <laughs> you got on my nerves, but not enough for me to put you in this book. Oh, my God. No, she said you did not go. She, she said when she get her copy, she's going to highlight everything that she thinks pertains to her. Ooh. Let me see. There's probably going to be a lot of stuff she's going to highlight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think my husband, my father. My sisters, my stepmother, yes, and then yeah, 
because some of the situations involve them and them talking to me. Right. And so I have right. a sister. One sister became a ordained minister after I became a preacher's wife. What? Mm -hmm. She was in the military. Drill sergeant came out and now she's an ordained minister in North Carolina. That's what's up, man. That's mm -hmm. what's up. You know, yeah. and yeah, so many so, positive things that come from stuff like that. I mean, you, like I said, just just from talking to you tonight, man, it's just enlightened me about a lot of things because I know there are some. Uh, I do have a couple of you know friends that are the wives of um, of pastors and things of that mm -hmm. nature, um, and I think this is something that they can benefit from, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. that they can really, really benefit from it. I'm most definitely going to recommend your book to them and, and say, hey, yeah. look, I interviewed this wonderful, this wonderful person, this wonderful lady uh, on my show, man. She has this book. I, I want you to check it out, man. It might it might be beneficial. It probably could be very beneficial to you. And they could write their own story because there's space in there to write where they can put what happened to them in similar situations and they could start their own book about their journey. And um, um, the name of my um, my company is Sharon's Journey. And it includes being um, in New York and, and here uh, as a preacher's wife. So I kind of combined them into one business so I can reach more than just the, the preacher's wife. I'm just getting started. So, but I'm, um, I'm working towards getting- people wow. together you are you are you're on the right you're on a great path i'll say that mm -hmm. thank you thank you you know yes. it takes a lot for what for a person to come from one from one end of the extreme and get get to us so get to the place that you are mm -hmm. now yeah i mean i i consider it as a second chance you know people say god gave me a second chance he gave me three, four, seven, nine. I don't know how many. A bunch. <laughs> a bunch. And once you get that 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 passion and that energy back that you from your first love of what you know that's really deep down inside of you, you can go with it. Exactly. You can go with it. But you have to find it. You have to, you know, um, find it and then like a cocoon, what do you call it with the butterfly? Slimy, grummy, and yeah, that, that right there, that's all the nasty mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, let it out. You don't have already been through it. No, you don't have to go back to it, but remember where you came from and that's and it. express that's it, tell it. So hopefully, I hope they do get it and they enjoy it and they realize that they're not alone. That yes, somebody else has gone through it. Or if it's if it's worse or, or better, or if you feel it getting to that, you know what to do. You know you where to go. That's what, and that is of import. That is very, yeah. very, you, very you know big where, import. So you know where to find it in the scripture. There you Change go. The name you might not. You might be Deborah. You might be Ruth. You might be whatever one of them ladies in there. Yeah, put yourself in that position. Naomi, yeah. whoever. Just put yourself in that position and see if, if God brought them through, he can get you through it too. Won't he, won't he do it? Won't he? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? 
So Sharon, I'm gonna give you this uh this opportunity right now to give yourself a shame, a shameless plug. I want you know, I want you to tell everybody in our from our if you listen to viewing audience, you know, who you are, the name of your book, where they can find that book at, and um if you have if you have like a positive word okay. uh, to say to say that to say to our audience, um I'm gonna this is your opportunity to do that right now. Hi, my name is Sharon Rand. I'm the pulpit wife. I am the author of God Whispers to the Preacher's Wife, and I'm the co-author of the 30 Daughters Devotional and also a testimonial going to Ghana. I have a website, www.pulpitwife.com, where I offer coaching, Christian wife life coaching. I have a course that's available in January um, where I talk about prayer, the epic prayer model. Pray with expectancy, with purpose and consistency. And I would love to sit down and talk with you about preachers' wise and the expectations of what God has predestined you to do. And I'm excited about this journey in my life. And you are welcome to contact me um, at my website. There's a link for you to send um, a message about a free consultation. And it's www.pulpitwife.com. I am on Instagram, Pulpit Wife. I'm on Facebook, Pulpit Wife. And I'm on Twitter, The Pulpit Wife. So that's a, a, a big title for a little woman, but I am willing and ready to help you on your journey as a preacher's wife, and also as um, the preliminaries of being a self-published author. And I would love to sit down and help you, inspire you, um, encourage you, stimulate you to continue to be who you are and not lose your identity. Stay true to yourself and trust God on everything. Yes, everything. Indeed. Yes, indeed. Man, I love that. I love that. I love that. So the last question I'm going to ask you before we conclude tonight is this is something that I always ask any guest that comes on. You know, I, you know, we everybody knows that life's a marathon, right? Yes. But but there but we're all running. We're all running in different stages of that marathon. Mm -hmm. Some of us could be at the beginning to where we're just starting out. Some of us can be at the mid at the mid part of that marathon to where we're mm -hmm. we we're already at a good pace and we're just, and we're and we're moving and we're moving. Some of us are towards the end of that marathon to where the finish we're still at the, we're still at the same pace that we're going, but the finish line is in sight and we're and we're and we're and we're still going at that good pace toward that finish line. So, if you think thinking about your life from where you were to where to where you take from where you were. In the Bronx, New York, mm -hmm. and then your and then your journeys from from there to Mississippi now and now and now matriculating to from or to to just you know someone who's as a recovering addict, but now but now a preacher's wife. Where are you? Where do you see yourself in this particular marathon? Um, are you at the beginning of it? Or are you at the middle part of it? Or are you are you are you steadily going toward the finish? I'm at the end of my beginning. That sounds strange. 
I have actually don't stop straight. <laughs> I've ended that. So that race has already been won. And now I'm beginning like a, a pass the baton. Oh yeah, a relay race. A relay. I'm in the relay. I, that hurdle, finished it, jumped it. And now the baton is passed um, in the relay to my new beginning. This is all new. This is the next phase of my life. And I'm not ashamed to say I'm 63 years old and this is my beginning, my new birth, my rebirth, my revival, my regeneration. Once you find something that motivates you to move forward, move faster, move stronger, stronger than I've ever been. So I'm at the end of my beginning. I love that. That's a lot of I love that because a lot of people will say either middle, end, end or beginning, but you're at the end of your beginning. And I like that because it's because it does simplify. It does symbolize a relay race yes, as one as one stage ends and the other stage begins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. That is so I let it so wonderful. I do love that so much. That is. I'm just just let you know, I am. I'm still in that, but I will give you credit. <laughs> I'm still there, but I'm gonna give, but I'm gonna give you credit first. Before you, I... but, hey, there's always say, um, preacher wife once told me she was at the end of her beginning, and they go, "What? What does that mean? Like, what are you talking about? Just pull it to the relay race, giving them example, give them a picture in their mind, and if they ever tried to do a relay race, and give them the motions, and I'm passing it, and hey, long as you know who who you. Getting it from and where you're taking it. Exactly. Yeah. The next the next stage where you're getting it you're taking it the to. Next stage. Yep. Leave that I behind. Love. It's it's gone. It's done. I love that. That mm -hmm. I am stealing that though, but I am gonna give you credit for it. Though. Did you write it down? You gotta write it down. Oh, it's it's it's, it's old people. As a matter of fact, it was I'm a ride. I'm gonna write it down. I'm like, make sure I make sure I write it down the correct way too. <laughs> Because yeah. if I post it out there on Facebook and then you look at it like, that ain't what I said. <laughs> no. Nope. You use it however you want to. As long as they understand that the race is not given to the swift. It's given to the ones who endure. endure. You have to endure. And sometimes that's blood, sweat, and tears. You Man. have to endure. Life isn't life isn't in life is not a, not a not a not a sprint. It is a marathon, and marathons require endurance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, stay stay girded up. Keep your word. Keep some. Keep try to stay as healthy as you can because you can't do anything if you if you're always sick or go to the doctor yes. when you have to. But um, stay healthy and stay girded with there the you word. Go. Mm -hmm. Love that man. I love that man, Miss mm -hmm. Rand. I I thoroughly thoroughly enjoy talking with you tonight. That's good. Um, that's good. This is this has been this has been something that's been enlightening for me. Um, good. As you know, someone who you know again who 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 interviews authors from a from a large variety mm -hmm. of disciplines. From I've spoken to his some you know historical fiction writers and stuff like that. And, and you know, and, and it always comes back to everybody's everybody's answers about where they where they how they're how they're how they're motivated to write and things. They, it all mm -hmm. they all share a commonality of it. 
Mm-hmm. Not, it's not just the love of the writing. It's the love of wanting to reach people and help people. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it always, to me, and I, and I see that every time when I talk to this, it's always that one commonality that, that connects mm-hmm. all of us as authors. We yes. just want to, we want to reach, we want to reach yeah. people. Yeah. If we get rich in the process, that's fine. But our yeah. ultimate goal was to share so someone could, you know, glean from it, grow from it. Yeah. Heal from it. Heal. Yes. Heal from it. Man, look, I, I, I love this. I love this so much, man. I I am so nice. grateful. I am so grateful to have grateful for you to come on tonight and just bless us with your presence and with your, you know, with your words and and your and your and your inspiring story of how you came from one in for one end of the spectrum to get to this other end of the spectrum and that now that 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 race that part of that race is over, that baton's been passed, and now you're mm-hmm. in the beginning of your new stage. New stage. I love, this I will be that. some generational generational wealth. So my granddaughters can read this and, and see that their grandmother, she was a strong woman and that persevered and that kept pushing. And I am excited about doing this. This is my first podcast ever. My first Ooh. interview ever. <laughs> Congratulations! You 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 made you made it through. I made it. I'm excited, and I can't wait to to tell everybody that I was on the Trailblazer Radio. Hey, most and definitely, definitely most give definitely. A shout out. Oh, I, I appreciate it, man. It's really, it's mm-hmm. this is not possible. Well, this is not possible without you without you being here you're you're the per you're the person of the hour right now so this is not possible if you're not here oh i'm excited i'm excited and oh. i appreciate it because i got an opportunity to to talk about it to share it my story my book um some of the things going on with me now and yep so this is this has been all right. I'm just gonna say this was the bomb for me. Oh man, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Now we gotta see if we can get I can get Miss Annette to Miss Annette to come on here. Yes, she's powerful. She's awesome. She's awesome. Um, I, 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 I might I might have to uh might have to browbeat her. I might have to browbeat her. <laughs> she's so busy. She's so busy. This month, January, she's gonna be so busy. So busy. right, right. I got it, but we'll but we'll we'll figure we'll figure that one out. Yeah. I'll reach I'll reach I'll reach out to her. She'll but, she'll come she'll come with it. Yeah. Exactly. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, viewer people that are viewing audience, man, I want to reintroduce to y'all Mrs. Mrs. Sharon Rand, an author, a, a a preacher's wife, but she's also an author, y'all. So please do me a do me a big favor, man. Go to her website and I've already put it out there. Put, put it in there, put it in the comments. It's www pulpitwife.com if you want information on miss rands or you just want to want to contact her for um for a free for a free session and things of that nature because she she will she will help you she'll put you right on the path but also please don't forget she's also an author guys so please go pick up that book it is available right now please go get it i guarantee it's going it's going to be something that's going to bless going to bless your life um if you are a young if you're a young lady or a woman who's um Who's married, who's married to a pastor or is aspiring to do that? Go pick up this book. There are so many insights and there's so many insights in this book that will help you as far as navigating that. Navigating that, I call it a quote unquote minefield, but 
Someone could call it, someone else could call it differently, but you but it'll help you navigate that and be able to still have your identity while yes. you're while navigating it. So yes. go get that book, man. And I and I say this all the time as I have authors on here. Look, not not only does purchasing a book help uh, help help us as an author, but also leaving a review is the most important thing yes. to us yeah. as authors, people who write, who, who are creatives, who use word, who, who use words to get out to who use written words to get out, get our messages out to people. Reviews help us in so many ways. Yes. One of the more, one of the more important ways is to, it helps us to become better writers. Yes. Reviews, bad or good, help us to become yes, better writers. Yes, yes, bad or good. So we welcome that. We welcome negative reviews. We may look at it a little funny, but we welcome those negative reviews. <laughs> destructive criticism is always always great. We'll put it in the fine print. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I do. I do that sometimes. Anyway, so, but reviews do help us though. They help us a lot. If you know, just because you buy a book, that's cool, but. Yeah. Please, if you buy it and you read it, please leave a review because I said those help us a lot as creatives because those reviews, we read, whether you guys believe it or not, we actually do read those reviews mm-hmm. and we use those reviews to to hone and perfect our craft. Yes. I can't tell you how many times I've read a, a negative review and I'm like, okay, yeah, let me file, file that away, mm-hmm. but I'm going to use it to perfect my craft now. Yes. So, Go, go check, go check her. She's on, she's on Facebook. Check her out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Man, look, she's all, she's all over social media. So go check her out um, on on all social media platforms. Also, um, like I said, go to her website. Go check out that website if you got. Again, check out the website. You know, and just pay, just pay a visit to the website. And, you know, just yeah. say, just, leave a comment. Mm-hmm. Exactly, leave a comment. Say hey, just pass it through. Loved your website. Things of that nature. Stuff like that. Those things were. Those things are. Very, 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 very welcome for, like, mm-hmm. for us as creatives, because this is we we do we we do this not only for the love of it, love of it. We more well, we do it more importantly, more for the love. We do it one thing most important for the love of what love of it, but also with the purpose and the the true mission of wanting to reach out to people, reach out and touch and. You know, help change a life, whether it's one with one word or one sentence or one paragraph at a time. Yes. And for me, that is the that's the greatest honor to know that someone walks up to you and they say, you know, your story changed your story changed your story changed my life, or it had an impact on me that I thought it would never have. That's that's to for I think for uh, for me and I know for Miss for Miss Sharon. That's the great. That's the greatest. The greatest compliment. That's right. That's true. I'll take that over. You know. Well, I do. I, I do want to do more money, but that, yeah. that's that's a secondary thing. Yeah. It's not. It's not about the money. That the money. I, I want to be able to touch people. Yeah. Reach and to reach, teach and touch. Yeah, that's a blessing right there to reach. To that's a legacy that you're leaving. Um, the money is going to be spent. The money is going to be thrown away. The money is going to go down. It's going to go to the light bill, whatever. But something you say or something they read will stick to them longer than those dollars will. That's it. Because they could be, you know, 
in a situation where that word would save their life. I remember yep. what Frederick said. I'm mm -hmm. out. There you go. That's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to conclude this episode of the Author's Alley with my with my guest, Miss Sharon Rand. Again, I want to thank her. So, I want to thank her again for being for coming on to the show tonight, just blessing us with her energy and her enthusiasm, as well as talking, putting putting some great points out there about you know the importance of being having identity as a preacher's wife, but also just being able to just you be you can you can bask in that, but you can also still remain who you are. Yes. It's all about the wife life. That's it. That's it. And like I said again, go to her. Go to her website. It's www.pulpitwife.com. If you want, if you want to contact her, or if you just want to just check out the website to get some information. Also, her book is available now. So go get this. Yes, now it's don't, on Amazon. If it on Amazon, don't yeah. don't delay. Go get it right now. <laughs> don't delay. Don't delay. I'll mail it to you. Sign it. I'll sign it. If you order it from my website, I'll sign it and send it. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? If you order it from her website, she will send. She will send it. Not only will you get the book, you it will be a personalized copy. Yes. You can't go wrong with a personalized copy of a book in your hand, y'all. No. So when I get on Oprah, you can say, "Yes, I got her book." Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Well, I knew it before she came over, but that, that, that's all yeah. good. That's all well and good. But I got a I got a signed copy before that. So that's right. That's my friend. What what, 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 Oprah, what Oprah getting is something that I already, I already had for a while. <laughs> well, yeah, that's gonna conclude this episode of the okay. Office Alley, man. And again, I want you guys to continue to like and follow us on all our social media platforms: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we're also on LinkedIn. Um, we're also on Twitch. So, so every so every time there, so every time this, every time we stream, it's on Twitch. So check, so check us out on Twitch. Also check out our YouTube channel. Please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel um, as well. Uh, we are all we are all over social media, but we also have a website which is www.trailblazersradio.net. So check us out there. There's a lot of information on the web on that website. You know, lets you know lets lets you know about who we are. And also the things, some things, some, some upcoming events and stuff that we got going on as well. So, with that being said, I do want to make this one announcement before we sign off tonight. Um, I am, I am, I am very, very proud to say that um, on Saturday, January fourteenth of two thousand twenty-three, I will be holding a book release event in Atlanta, Georgia. For the release of for the release of my new release of my new poetry book called How I See It, the Perspective Soul. Um that with that book that I'm doing a release a release event in Atlanta, January 14th, Saturday. That's a Saturday from 5 to 7, 5 8, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Um, there's information on my on, on my page on my Facebook page. So if you guys check me out at Frederick Beatty on my Facebook on my Facebook page, you'll be able to see the event there. Um, if you are local in the area, I would love I would love for you to come out and come support. I would really I would really I would greatly appreciate that. Um, and even if you're not local in the area, I mean, if you if you want if you want a copy of the book, just um, you can contact me uh, contact me on Facebook or you or contact me on Facebook via direct message, and let's talk about getting you a copy. 
Um, okay. So I'm so I'm proud. So I'm proud to say that that book release event is going to happen. So if you guys are in, if you guys are local, like I said, I put an event out already on Facebook about that. So if you guys are wanting to come to that event, make sure to make sure you respond um, into the event, please and thank you. <laughs> okay. So, I'm, but right. I'm very proud. I'm very proud to announce that. So this, and without saying a lot of words to it, this. This book of poetry is probably one of um, how can I say this? Probably one of my more. I'm, it's, it's not bad. It's, well, how can, what's the word I'm trying to find though? This one, this book is this poetry book is a lot rougher than the first one. Oh, okay. And what I mean by rougher, there's a I, the the cadence in is the cadence of my poetry is a lot rougher. Some of the things I talk about have an edge to them. So, you know, if you, this is now it's poetry, it's still poetry guys, but it's, but this is like more of a, how I see, how I see things, certain spicy aspects, certain aspects of life, okay. um, relationships, things, you know, if, if you come to the event, I mean, if you come to the event, I most definitely am going to say, you know, recite a piece or two from the book. Um, so make sure you guys, if you if you guys are if you guys are in the area, make sure you guys come out and support. I would I would most definitely I would most definitely appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> and make sure make sure that you continue make sure you follow all of us all of our all of our hosts on their respective social media platforms as well. I forgot to say that. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what are any other announcements that we have. Um, I think this point well, I'm about to confirm that, so I won't do that. <laughs> but. Anyway, guys, and, and I'm being silly right now. Anyway, guys, that concludes the, this episode of the Authors Alley on Trailblazers Radio, man. Again, thank you to Sharon Rand for being here, welcome, and blessing us with such a you such a unique perspective on being a preacher's wife. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes, I do. I do. I do. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. And as I always like to end. Every last every every episode that other authors out I put on here, this I always want to throw these three things out here to everybody. So number one, take number one, take care of each other. Number two, love on each other. Last but most certainly not not least, it is a very very crazy world out here, y'all. So please, by all means, please be safe and be careful out be there, safe. y'all. Yes, we love we we love we love y'all with the love of God. There's nothing. There's not a there's not a daggone thing you guys can do about that, <laughs> and. With that, with that being said, we we will see. I will. We will. The office alley will see you guys next year with a with a with a new with a new guest that I think you guys are gonna like and you're probably gonna be intrigued by. But on that note, that's gonna end this episode. Once again, we thank y'all so very much for tuning in to us. We love y'all. We adore y'all. We appreciate you guys for listening and watching. So on that note, gonna see you guys later. Bye. Bye, y'all. Okay.